What's up, what's up, Illini Nation? Welcome into the Locked On Illini podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Ricky Widmer, and I am back for another episode to bring you through the great world of Illini sports. Before we get into everything today, going to be talking both basketball and football today on the show. Got to do a little bit of housekeeping. And first off, I say it every show, going to say it again. Make sure if you've got Twitter on your phone, you have a Twitter account, you use it. Make sure to follow Locked On Illini at Locked On Illini. That's where you're going to get all the tweets for me when I'm tweeting during games, when I'm tweeting out new episodes. That's where I'm going to be tweeting. So go ahead and follow us at Locked On Illini. Also, I want to do, I've been saying it now for about six or seven episodes. I would like to get a mailbag started, a weekly mailbag. I know that it's a little rough as we're kind of building the audience here for a new podcast, but if you got any questions week in, week out, that's one place you can hit me up at Lockdown Illini. I will pull tweets, questions that I get, put them into a mailbag. If you don't have a Twitter, don't fret. You can always go to your Gmail or your email, whatever email you use. Send me an email, LockedOnIllini at gmail.com. I will also take questions from there. I would like to get that started, so if you have any questions for me about the Illini, I want to join in on the conversation. That is how you do so. Twitter at LockdownIllini, or send me an email at LockdownIllini at gmail.com. Also, the extra bit of housekeeping that I have for today's episode is that tomorrow we will be off. I will not have an episode. It will be Thanksgiving. Going to take the day to enjoy it with family, as I hope that you guys all do, too. And then I will be back on Friday or Black Friday. While you're Black Friday shopping, I'll have an episode out for you so you can listen to it while you're driving around to the different stores and going to be looking at the, obviously, Illinois football going up against Northwestern on Saturday. So we're going to dive into that fully on the Friday edition of the podcast. But for today's show, I'm going to be looking at both basketball and football First, we'll dive into the world of basketball. Illinois getting a big win tonight as I am recording this on Tuesday. A big win over the Lindenwood Lions. Going to dive into that first. Then we're going to take a look at our next opponent. I'm going to take a look at the Miami Hurricanes because since Friday's episode is going to be all football, not going to really be able to take a look at the Hurricanes before that Monday game. So we'll take a look at them now. And then we'll end the show with my kind of early thoughts, my premier thoughts on the Northwestern game coming up this Saturday before I give the full in-depth podcast on that coming on Friday. But let's start with the game that happened tonight. The Illinois Fighting Illini defend home court. They beat the Lindenwood Lions 117-65. to Illinois jumped out to a... 66 to 29 lead going into the halftime locker rooms. They outscored the Lions also in the second half, 51 to 36 to completely blow out Lindenwood in this game. And my first thought, my first thought from this game is that finally, finally, kind of like the rock, finally, finally, the fighting Illini say that three times fast. Finally, the fighting Illini have gotten it together. They've gotten what we've wanted. I remember after the first four games of the season, 
I did an episode where I was like, should we be worried? Like heading into the Citadel game, I was like, should we be worried that this team wasn't blowing out Nichols? They didn't blow out Grand Canyon. They weren't blowing out Hawaii. Well, the last three games, the Citadel, 85 to 67. I'm going to call that a blowout 30-point win. I'll take it. But then the last two, 120 to 71 over Hampton, 117 to 65 over Lindenwood. And I know what you're, you're thinking. You're sitting there going, well, Ricky, don't overreact. Aren't we supposed to? Aren't we supposed to blow these teams out? And I'm sitting here going, exactly. This is exactly what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to blow these teams out. We're supposed to beat them 120 to 71, 117 to 65. These games shouldn't be close. They shouldn't be 78 to 70 in an overtime game. And I'm hoping this is the Illini kind of gaining their footing a little bit. They're catching a groove because the next three games coming up, I'm even going to say the next four out of their five games are going to be big games. you got Miami in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. You've got a road game going right now, number five, Maryland. That may change. Maryland may be a higher team when we get to that game on what? That's going to be Saturday, December 7th. So a week from the Saturday, that game might be different because coming into next week, Duke lost the night I'm recording this. Duke lost, I think, to, yeah, SFA, Coach Underwood's old school. Um, So Duke has lost. Michigan State was also upset in the Maui Invitational. That's two teams in the top five. Maryland could be a team that jumps. They could be a top three team when we play them come uh, December 7th. I know they've got a game against Temple on Thanksgiving that they're going to have to take care of business in order to be ranked higher than maybe Duke and Michigan state coming into next week's game. But they're number five. They could be rising in the college football rankings where we could be going up against the maybe third or fourth ranked team in the country. And then after that, you got a Michigan team that's coming up that they're always playing us tough. And then obviously the, Border war, bragging rights, the big game, the big rivalry against Mizzou and the Missouri Tigers. So four of the next five games are going to be huge games. And this is what I like to see. We're blowing out the opponents. We should. We're catching a footing. Also in this one, it kind of seems like our dude Ayo Desumu, our guy, the guy that we expect to put the team on, on his back do. He's kind of catching a groove like After that Hawaii game where he only had nine points on four of 12 shooting, he had 16 against the Citadel. And it's like, okay, 16's not great, but it's not bad. The last two games against Hampton and now Lindenwood, he had 20 points, nine of 13 shooting, um, 69% from the field against Hampton. And then in this game, 24 points, eight of 12 from the field. Finished 66% from the field. Shot 40% from three, making two big ones. Also had four steals in this Lindenwood game. This is like, yes, this is the Ayo DeSumo we want to see. This is our first round draft pick. The guy who could rise as high 
as the lottery this year. This is the guy we want to see. So, I mean, I'm riding high after this Lindenwood win because, of course, we're supposed to blow him out. We were supposed to win this game. But we did what we were supposed to do, and that's a good thing because now we don't have to be worried going into, yes, Maryland's going to be a tough opponent. Yes, Miami's going to be a tough opponent. But now we don't have to worry. We don't have to sit there and kind of, as um, I can't remember if it was uh, Tasumu's sister or mom, who I believe in her tweet that I talked about called us whiners and how we just like to whine. We don't have to do that now that we blew these teams out in a row. And now we'll see in the next five games what this Illini team is going to do against our harder opponents. The kind of big negative, though, from this Lindenwood game is that Kofi Coburn, for the first time since the Arizona game, did not finish with a double-double. Finished with 12 points, but only got eight boards in this one. However, he had three steals and two blo- or two steals and three blocks in this one, so he was doing it on the defensive end as well. But it was it stinks to see that kind of streak. He had a streak of one, two, three. This would have been the fourth game that he would have averaged a double-double. Now it's the second game that he didn't get a double-double in the game, got the points, didn't get the rebound. So, I mean, it kind of stunk to see Kofi Coburn not get that accolade in this game. But, yeah, I, I think we got to ride high after this one, feel good after this one. We took care of business, and now we'll see what we do against the Miami Hurricanes. I'm going to obviously dive into them next, but before I do, we're going to take a break, and before we take that break, let me tell you about Roman. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. If you can't visit Roman right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcasts.com backslash offers. Welcome back, Illini Nation, into the podcast. Let's now, we talked about the Lindenwood game. Let's go ahead and take a look now forward. Let's take a look at the Miami Hurricane game. Like I said, not going to be able to look at them the rest of this week from not doing a podcast on Thursday for Thanksgiving and Friday being just an all-football podcast. Let's go ahead and take a look at the Miami Hurricanes. They will come to the State Farm Center on Monday, December 2nd. It will be a game on ESPN2. I believe it will be our first televised game on um, the big primetime. I know we've had some on BTN, but I believe this is the first one that will be on either ESPN or ESPN2. And when it comes to the Hurricanes, they're going to come into this game They are done. They're not playing anyone until that Monday game. They will come in at 4-3 overall, and they will come in 0-1 or 0-1 in the ACC, but that won't matter for the Illini because this won't be a conference game. And the interesting thing is they're coming in on a two-game skid. They have played two games in neutral site fashion, um, tournament fashion basically, against the Florida Gators and the Yukon Huskies losing both of those games. They actually played a third game. They played the Missouri State, um, what are they, the Bears? Yeah, Missouri State Bears, 
first, won that game, only 74-70, to so it was a close game, then lost to Florida, then lost to UConn in their three tournament games, but they're going to come in 4-3, and three. they're 4-3-1 and one entering that tournament, and the thing with this Miami team is I feel, I'm, I'm feeling confident about this game, and the reason being rebounding. Rebounding, rebounding, rebounding. This Miami team to me on paper looks like a team that Illinois has the potential to abuse on the defensive glasses, on basically the offensive glasses overall. Because you look at this Miami Hurricane team, they're averaging about 33 boards per game. That's about 12 less, almost 13 boards per game less. Then the Fighting Illini, the Fighting Illini, a top five rebounding team this year. We're averaging 45.8 boards per game. And I feel like this could be a game where Kofi Coburn has a big game on the defensive, mainly the defensive rebounding glasses, but on the rebounding rebounding glasses overall. Because you look at the leading rebounders for the Hurricanes, you got Rodney Miller Jr., He's averaging about 5.7 a game. And then you also have Sam Wardenberg, who's averaging 5.3. Cameron McGusty is at 4.4 behind them. You look at Illinois, our leading rebounder is obviously Kofi, who's averaging 12, almost 13 boards per game. But even like um, Felice, he's averaging 7.2. You got Georgie averaging 5. This could this will be the main source of Illinois. If we can out-rebound them, if we can attack the glasses both defensively and offensively, we can set up for a very good game. Also, the main score for them, they are scoring-wise a heavy guard lineup. They have three main guards who are averaging about 12 to 13 points a game. Their big score is DJ Vasulovic. I hope I'm saying that name right. Um, but they got DJ, Cameron McGusty, and Chris Likes, who are all averaging 12 to 13 points per game. The offense is pretty much going to run through those players. So if Illinois can play great defense, even good defense, against those three guys and kind of shut them down, the rest of this team is not going to do anything to win this game. Because even if you look at the last two games for Miami, The UConn game, the three guys that I just mentioned, DJ had 11 points, McGusty only had five points, Likes only had seven points. So you limit two of them, 11 points for DJ, wasn't enough to get the win. Of course, UConn on the other side had two players, three players in double digits for them, and we're a team that if AO continues the streak that he's been on the last few games, he could get about 16 to 22, maybe 24 points per game. Kofi, we're expecting him to be a at least 12-point-per-game scorer in the league. So, I mean, you look at it, and Illinois is going to get their points. Plus, if Felice comes to play, Georgie comes to play, we've got guys who can put the ball in the bucket. And then you look at Florida in that game for Miami, you got they in that one they pretty much limited just DJ. He only got eight points. 
McGusty had 10, Likes had 16. But if you look at the other side of the ball, Scotty Lewis for Florida had 13. Johnson for them had 12. And then Blackshear Jr., who I believe he's a transfer from um, he was a transfer from Virginia Tech. Yeah, Kerry Blackshear Jr., he was a transfer from Virginia Tech. He had about, what, 24 for them in that game. So if we follow a similar, he had 20 points in that game, pardon me. If we follow a similar blueprint, we should be able to get the win against Miami. And you look at their schedule, you look at the games that they have lost, two of them have technically been road games because they were um, tournament games on neutral sites, the Florida and UConn losses. And then their only other loss came at the beginning of the year opening day when they played number five at the time, Louisville, and they lost 87 to 74. So this could be a game the Illini easily, easily win. The one thing that Illinois is going to have to avoid is the turnovers. This is a team in Miami that is averaging what? About three steals a game. Yeah, they're averaging about three steals a game, two blocks per game. This is a team that is basically defensively, they're stealing the ball nice. And you look at their blocks and you've got really Anthony Walker, the forward. He's going to be the one that you kind of look at for, Co- like going up against Kofi because he's got the most blocks. He is a 6'9", 210-pound freshman from the state of Maryland um, for Miami. The other guy averaging a block a game, he's also forward, Sam Wardenberg. He is a 7'10", 216-pound forward from New Zealand. So those are two guys who might not exactly, yeah, they're averaging six steals, and about three or four blocks per game. So, I mean, that could be big. Miami's defense will probably come to play. The Illini aren't going to put up 120 points like they did in the last game, but this could definitely be a game that Illinois wins. Illinois has got to win this game. they got to keep that kind of momentum going. The big thing that they're going to have to watch out for that could be their downfall is turnovers. If they turn over the ball, because of Miami's defense, Miami, if you give them multiple opportunities to score, they will put the bucket in the basket or put the ball in the basket is what I meant to say there. But they're not a team that's going to kind of bend another team at their will offensively. So very easily or very winnable game, I'll say, for the Illini. But Illinois has got to go in there, take care of business, play a sound game, do what they've been doing the last three games, and they should walk out of Monday night with a win heading into that big, big game against Maryland on December 7th. But we're going to take one more break when I come back. I'm going to kind of give you my premier thoughts for this Saturday's contest between Illinois football and Northwestern. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. And welcome back into the podcast, Illini Nation. Let's close things out going from basketball into football And I'm going to give you my kind of premier thoughts. I know it's a Wednesday and you're like, well, Ricky, premier thoughts usually come at the beginning of the week. By now, you've been able to think about it a little bit. But I'm going to give you my first thoughts on this upcoming, this Saturday's upcoming game between the Illinois Fighting Illini and the Northwestern Wildcats. 
this is a big game for me because if you guys are unaware, I hate Northwestern. I can't stand the Northwestern Wildcats. Every single year, Illinois, if we lose to Northwestern, I'm just sulky the rest of the day, and it's not a good day for me. Um, So hopefully this year will be a lot different. Northwestern comes into the game not a very good football team as they are 2-9 overall, 0-8, zero wins in the conference, going to try to get 0-9 against our fighting Illini, but their only two wins coming against UMass and I believe UNLV on the season. Illinois is opening up as a a 9.5, almost a 10-point favorite in the game. The spread consensus pick is 9.5. However, um, there is a spread out here that I see of 8.5, but it looks like we're about a touchdown favorite in the game right now. And the big reason why, the first thing, and I know I mentioned it on yesterday's show, I'm going to mention it again today because it's a big thing in this game is I am pretty much for sure Brandon Peters is not going to play in this game because both Lovey Smith and um, offensive coordinator Rod Smith mentioned it in their Monday press conferences about how they're still uncertain about Brandon Peters. I said in yesterday's um, podcast how I feel like based off of Rod Smith's comments, the way he was already talking about Matt Robinson, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion in my mind that Brandon Peters will not play in this game. And that's the first thing. What kind of a job can we expect from Matt Robinson? Hasn't gotten much time this year. The only two games he got extended playing time in were the losses to both Michigan and Minnesota against Michigan through 16 or completed 16 passes through 25 for about 192 yards and had one touchdown. He was sacked five times in that game. Minnesota, yet again, another loss, completed 15 out of his 29 passes for 125 yards, no touchdowns. Here's the positives I got for Matt Robinson because there's not a lot of substance for him this season. He's coming in. He's the freshman. Going to be getting some big work here against Northwestern. But the big things are, number one, his completion percentage. He's completing, what, 64 and 51 in those two games, percentages of his passes, and he didn't turn over the football. And I know what you're saying. Some of you might say, well, that was probably the play calling by the coaching staff, kind of putting him in the right situations, maybe leaning on, um, Corbin in the run game a little bit. However, he did have 192 and 125 yards. So it's not like they completely abandoned the pass game when he was out there. I think Matt Robinson's going to be fine in this one. Northwestern is not a team that's going to blow you away. They're not that great of a football team. They are really like, I, I hate to be this blunt, but they're kind of really bad this season. And it looks like from a wildcat standpoint, the quarterback position has not been a good one. Um, and it's not like they're not trying, but their freshman quarterback, um, Andrew Marty really did like last week he had, I believe eight of 12, 95 yards and a score. Um, really that offense though is not reeling and they are not scoring many points. The most points that Northwestern has put up this year is 45 
and that was to a UMass team that's 1-11 and on the season. And the only team that UMass team has beaten all year are the Akron Zips, who we saw in Week 1. So, I mean, besides that, like that and UNLV, 45-30 and is where that offense is sitting. Our defense should be able to handle this offense and kind of keep them in check. The big question for me is how many turnovers can we get in this game? In the Iowa game, I mentioned how the big point of attack for the Fighting Illini was to get turnovers. If they win the turnover battle, they should be able to win the game. We did not win the turnover battle. We turned the ball over three times. Iowa only turned the ball over once. And that was even while keeping Nate Stanley out of the end zone. We kept him out of the end zone. The only score Iowa had was on a Goodson touchdown way in the first quarter. It was field goals from the second quarter on, really second quarter and fourth quarter. Probably a game we should have won, but we can't look back at that one. In this one, same thing. Our defense should be able to force Northwestern in to mistakes because like I said I'm assuming Andrew Marty is going to be the guy that they send out there he was the guy that they had in the last game for Minnesota or I should say one of the guys like they had Hunter Johnson but Hunter Johnson only threw two passes really also on that the funny thing or the weird thing is Marty only threw 10 passes in that game for Northwestern Only 10 passes. So this may be an attack that's run. I know he had 16 carries for 52 yards on the quarterback position. Evan Hall, are they going to, like, how are they going to use him in this last game? Because Northwestern is really playing for nothing but their pride here. Like, this is their last game. This is the last time they're going to play football. Their seniors are done after this game is over, so really they're just playing to upset us. They're playing to kind of play spoiler to us, but really we're in a bowl game. So it's like this is just icing on the cake, although if we don't win this game, I would be really, really, really surprised. But, yeah, my just opening thoughts on this one is it should be an easy win for Illinois, even without Brandon Peters. The rushing attack should get going against this team last week. Both Rodney Smith and Mohamed Ibrahim both had 77 and 76 uh, yards, respectively. Also, Shannon Brooks for Minnesota had 44 and a touchdown in the game. Tanner Morgan had a good game, over 200 yards, four touchdowns, only one interception. This should be a winnable game for the Fighting Illini. Matt Robinson should be able to get his feet wet in this game. On senior or on senior day, I should say, get his feet wet on senior day. The rushing attack should help him out. Defense will give him plenty of opportunities. As I feel like, I feel like the the turnover battle is going to be won by the Fighting Illini. I know that Northwestern didn't turn the ball over at all in the Minnesota game, but if we look back, let's see the last. The last game that they played that they turned over the ball a ton. In the Purdue game, they gave up two uh, turnovers. 
Um, they turned the ball over three times against Indiana, turned the ball over once against Northwestern, twice against Ohio State, once against Nebraska, and three times against Wisconsin. So that's just kind of the few. I'll even go back to Michigan State because that's the only conference game I didn't say. Yeah, three, three turnovers that they gave up in the Michigan State game. So there's going to be opportunities, and this defense for Illinois is really good at taking the ball away from opponents. So I feel like it should be an easy win for us. I feel like this should be a game that's not too much of a game that we're sitting there sweating through. But I'll dive into this game more in depth. I'll give my keys to victory like I did last week for the Friday podcast. Just a quick reminder from here on out how the rest of the week is going to work. Tomorrow, Thursday, it's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you guys out there. Very thankful that I get to have the opportunity to talk about Illinois sports with you guys and kind of have this conversation. I hope you guys enjoy the day. Enjoy it with your families as I will enjoy it with mine. Kind of take the day off from podcasting. And then I will be back Friday morning with my Friday podcast where I will dive into this game more give you my three keys to victory for the Fighting Illini and get us all set for Senior Day this Saturday when Illinois takes on Northwestern. Remember, give us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Illini. Also, if you have any questions, you can hit me up on Twitter or send me an email at LockdownIllini at gmail.com. Want to get that mailbag going? Football season doesn't have too long left. Basketball season, though, is coming up, and, well, really, it's here, so it's going to get going. So if you have any questions, I would love to get that mailbag going each and every week, but I need questions in order to get the mailbag started. want to thank you guys again for listening to the podcast, however you are listening to it. I will be back Friday. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, and as always, have a good day, everybody.